Welcome back to On The Way. Our practice for today is friendship. Today we're talking to Grant and Molly who have been serving in Vietnam for 16 years. Their coffee shop is a hub for community where people can enjoy American food, including incredible pie, and it's also a place of employment, providing conversation rooms for locals to practice their English skills with native speakers, an in-demand service for the neighborhood. Those rooms are where relationships begin and friendships are formed. Grant shares the story from Luke 5, 17, where a group of young men brought their injured friend to Jesus, lowering the man through a roof in order to reach Jesus and be healed. When we hear that story, we often think of the healing first. That's the miracle. But there's also an everyday miracle in their friendship, this group that had enough faith to band together and do what they could to help their friend. Let's talk about friendship on the way. My name is Molly. And I'm Grant. And we have a business as missions coffee shop here in Saigon. And uh, we uh, reach lost people through relationships. And you guys do friendships so well, just even being with you for a couple days and meeting some of your friends, I can tell that that's a really important part of your lives. Um, why is this concept of friendship important to you, both in your work and also personally in your lives here in Saigon? Relationship is, is the key for us in people. And... I would say my friendship is not dependent on people coming to Christ. I'm their friend, whether they're a Christian or they're not a Christian. Um, and when you're in deep relationship with people, they get to see the good side of you and the bad side of you, and um, or the good times and the bad times. And through those good times and bad times, they get to see Jesus shine through you. Yeah, I think friendship um, leads to authenticity and people, you know, you gain the right to speak into people's life through friendship. Um, if I'm just coming at you and I don't know you and I'm trying to, you know, change the way you think or change your mind about something, um, it doesn't really mean anything because we don't have relationship. But with friendship, that authenticity and that connection, um, people will think about what you're saying, whether they agree with you or they don't agree with you, kind of like what Grant said, whether they come to Christ or they don't come to Christ is, irrelevant to the greater picture um, you know it's having that true um, relationship that gives you that right to speak into someone's life and hopefully if the holy spirit's doing their its job you know they're going to have a change of heart or a change of mind but even if they don't you've done your part i love this topic of um, the creativity of the holy spirit yeah. and how we don't need to manipulate the moment um, talk to me more about that. Yeah, um, in our ministry and, and with, our, with the people that we disciple, we just really believe that our job is just to share the truth. That's it. Just share the truth. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict people, to change people, to, to um, you know, bring draw people in and our and and the timing of the holy spirit is so important so we just try not to manipulate people we like we want to be authentic with people and just be in real friendship relationship with people so that and and they sense it when you come in with an agenda but when you're just you like people and you just genuinely want to be in relationship with people 
people sense that and they open up to you in a much uh, more profound way. Is there a scripture or a biblical narrative that you feel really speaks to the kind of friendship that you extend to your friends and uh, community here? I think we often talk about, you know, I have been become all things to all people so that by all possible means, some might be saved. And um, I think it's like you, we can't expect everybody to fit in a certain box and come to Christ in a certain way and has to be in a church and kneeling down at an altar and, you know, saying a certain prayer. And I think that when we get out of our own way and we're able to meet people and their needs where they're at, you're going to have a much greater impact in their life. Uh, probably one of my favorite stories um, in scripture is when the four friends bring their paralyzed friend to Jesus. And when I, when I go into that story, it kind of takes me back to when I was in the Middle East and everything because of the mud huts and everything. I'm like, you know how much work those four friends, first of all, they, something drew them together. You know what I mean? Like, so I, my way I take this story is he wasn't always paralyzed. He probably, I don't know if they were messing around as four, five young men and he got paralyzed. Maybe they were, they were in battle together and he was paralyzed, but they stuck with him after his injury. And they were, they were available to carry him to Jesus. And when they couldn't get into Jesus, they didn't let that stop them. They went up on top of the roof. They dug through the roof. That's like one of my favorite stories in, in, in scripture. So I would say just having, and I, and I just think it's like friendship. Do I have friends like that? Am I that type of friend? Would I do that for someone? You know, those are. You know, those are goals in life to have people in my life that would treat me that way and to treat people in my life that way. Those are amazing questions to ask ourselves. I'm going to be thinking about that tonight, just asking those questions. Am I that kind of friend? Would I go with those lengths? And 16 years, you guys have been with people for a long time. What role does longevity play in your friendships here? I think it's awesome that we've been able to be here for that long, for 16 years. Um, it gives us that um, staying power. You know, people, you, you grow in relationships with people. Um, sometimes people are growing up with you. You know, you watch them grow in the Lord. They watch your family grow up. A lot of our kids were two and four when we moved here. And now we have one in college and one getting ready to go to college. So just having that like investment, like you've invested these years, but the investment is the people and being able to walk with these people through friendships, through just getting to, you know, from the very start to like that initial phase of where you're, you know, kind of starting to hang out all the way to maybe they've come to the Lord and now they're in our church and helping with our fellowship, or maybe they're still in that journey. And it's exciting to think, you know, we might have 16 or 20 more years here, you know, um, okay, so this city is super fun. I have seen some crazy stuff just walking around, hanging out at night. What are some fun things that you like to do with your friends when you're not here at the cafe? What do you guys do for fun? Vietnam is a hangout culture. 
Mm-hmm. Like every, no one wants to go home. They, 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 they go home to sleep. And then if they're not sleeping, they're hanging out somewhere at a coffee shop, at a park, at a, you know what I mean? They're just, it's a hangout culture. They like to be out and about. A lot of that I think comes from um, most um, homes are multi-generational. So you're not like going home to be by yourself. You're going to, can't bring friends over. So they will hang out. Um, We do open up our house as a place to, you know, come over, hang out, games, board games, uh, game nights and different stuff like that we'll do. If you like people and you want to be in a relationship, Vietnam is super easy to be in a relationship. Like people just want to get to know you. And so it's, if as open as you want to be, as, as and as many friends as you want, that's how many you will have, you know, here in Vietnam. It's just super easy and people just are friendly. That hangout culture that you referenced, was that something that was new for you coming from um, your background in the United States? Was that something you had to learn or was that very natural for you? When we got here, we were both 30 and our kids were two and four. So um, I think American culture, we are very um, like schedule oriented and time oriented. So you're like, oh, my kid has to go down for a nap or like I have to be, you know, I have something else to do. So I think it was a little bit, um, it was an adjustment for us initially because we were trying to balance family life and kind of like meeting people and figuring out how do we hang out. But the great thing about Vietnamese people is they they love your whole family. Their friends were just as interested in playing with our kids and, and hanging out with us because that is the way Vietnamese families operate. Your kids go everywhere with you. And when you hang out, if like on a Friday or Saturday night, we'll see the entire family on a motorbike and they're all going together someplace. and. Uh, they get there and they, you know, the kids run around and play with each other. So it's very encompassing and, and um, embracing of the entire family. So by opening your home, by opening your schedules, by adapting in that way, you're really speaking Vietnamese, her language, yes. the culture of friendship and family. Do you have one piece of advice or encouragement for our listeners uh, to help them cultivate a friendship that they may have uh, in their context where they are? Um, I think maybe my, maybe my biggest piece of advice is don't be afraid to pursue people. Um, I, I think we all like to be pursued in some aspect and it shows that you have a genuine desire to be in a relationship or be in community with someone. So, um, and don't be put off if they say no the first time or two, but like genuinely pursue people. I would say as a, as, as a Christian that we should be in at least one significant relationship with a lost person. Every Christian should be. That um, don't be afraid of their religion. Ask them questions about their religion. Um, and then typically that leads to questions about what you believe and that that gives the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to work in their lives when we're speaking out the truths of the gospel. But we can only do that if we're in relationship with lost people. Yeah. And maybe to add on to that, we're not always going to have all the answers and that's okay too. 
you know, don't be afraid that you're not going to have an answer for somebody. Um, that's what the Bible's for, and that's what friends are for, you know. Hey, I might not know, but I can find out. I can ask somebody who will. So I think we talked about this earlier. You know, sometimes people are afraid that they're not going to have the answers that people are asking questions to. But be authentic and say, I don't know. Sometimes we don't know, you know, and that's okay. Grand Molly end with a challenge to seek new friendships and to be comfortable not having all the answers. As we've been on this journey, we've been building different skills to help us form new relationships. You'll find more ways to reflect in the 21-day journal. Tomorrow, we'll talk about how to be with friends in difficult times through the practice of lament. Thanks for joining us on the way. To discover more opportunities and to sign up for the 21-day journey, visit agwm.org slash on the way.